Boys, Shion, Karun, it's lovely to see you two again. We're here to debrief the Portimao race, you know. Not as exciting as the other two, I would say, but I think plenty of action on track. Lots to debrief. Um, as it's the first release, though, I do want to go to Shion and say, um, Shion, what got you into F1? I know for Karun and myself, it was DTS, uh, Netflix, but I think you had some interest beforehand. So what, what brought you into it initially? Yeah, my... Uh... So my grandfather used to race way back in the day and, um, you know, I never passed down directly to my dad, but he was always really interested in any kind of motor racing at all, uh, going from MotoGP to Formula One to, um, GT racing, all that kind of stuff. Um, he's pretty into that. So he was the one who got me into just motor racing in the first place. Um, and then to be honest, the first time I really started, I remember following Formula One is when Force India was a thing. Mm. Um, because I was going to say, was he a big fan? Excited. Yeah, my mom was just <laughs> excited to see literally Force India on the screen. And For she, sure. Uh, Perez and Ocon. She's like, who's doing Who's doing better? There's Perez, there's Ocon, where are they? That was um, even around way before that with like mm-hmm. Nico Hulkenberg. That and, was the era that she really hooked on. Gotcha. The Vijay Malia um, kind of uh, exactly. chaotic years. <laughs> the drama. Drama. Yeah. The drama. We still know them as, as Force India. Um, so yeah, that was how it started. You know, my whole fam kind of got into it. And it was a fun thing to do on Sundays. And, so have you ever been to the fun. Formula One race in India whenever it's been staged there? I don't know which city it's in, but have you have you been? Mm-mm, I have not, but if that ever comes back, then we'll have to make we'll have to make a clip out there. I didn't Absolutely. even know there's a race in India. It must it, be it what it wasn't too long ago. Um I think it's only been a couple of years since it, it was removed from the calendar. I think Seb Vettel won once won his championship in India, which is kind of cool. Um, but okay, Portimao. I think we gotta start right at the top with my boy Sir Lewis Hamilton. Qualified P two, finished P one. What? What? Just an, what an accomplished guy. He's so he's so cool. Two <laughs> two two unbelievable overtakes. Uh, two absolutely unbelievable overtakes. Just absolutely flawless. Um, let's just start there. You know, I, I have nothing but. Uh, but praise to lavish on him. What, what would you guys make of his race? Clinical. Clinical. Like, he was he was unreal. He bitched about his tires the entire time and just set fast you know. laps. <laughs> you know? I mean, I thought I thought after Max overtook him that he Max was gonna have like a pretty good time of defending, but wasn't the case. Red Bull just, I think, really struggled. I was, we can talk about this later too when we get to Red Bull, but I think Red Bull really struggled with like the windy conditions. I don't know what it was about the Red Bull, but like they both just like were struggling on some of those corners, it felt like. Yeah. Whereas it looked like it, he found it, it like, hard to follow, hard to really warm up those, those hards. Yeah. Shaun, any, any thoughts on the Hamilton performance? The restart he, with Valtteri and the safety car? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Valtteri, I think, kind of caught Hamilton out. We all saw that Valtteri caught Hamilton out. Um, he might have been expecting the same thing that happened last year when he was when uh, Valtteri was racing under the uh, the caution. You know, they do some go straight to the line and then send it. Um, so good on Valtteri in that sense. But, um, you know, it's, it's really hard to say anything bad about Lewis Hamilton, especially after that race where you know, everyone's got a little bit of a struggle. They're making small mistakes. And, and here's a guy that warms up his tires and, and fails to make a mistake because every action that he has on the course is meaningful. And it's, it's honestly, it was great. That was, that was a great win to see as someone who's not the most avid Hamilton supporter. I really enjoyed that. On, on that point, <laughs> I think in the, you know, during the commentary or right after the race uh, and it was brought up in the presser uh, was Nico Rosberg's comment that Max is now just realizing how good Lewis is. And obviously in the presser, Max kind of wove that off. Like he was like, yeah, he's a seven-time world champion. You know, he knows. But like, I don't know, when when Nico Rosberg said that, it it made me kind of think about like he he actually he actually lay, he raises his bar to a different level when the challenge comes at him. Which, yeah, I don't know, you know, like is he gonna we, we've also just here? Been- we've been like desensitized, you know, like yeah. I feel like since at least like for me, like we started watching quite like 2019 started paying attention. Yeah. No, 2019. And he dominated both of those years. So uh, it's just like, I've been desensitized to like it. And usually it's like, all right, Saturday, 
pole Sunday. Stays in first. Oh, Valtteri took him over for the pit stop. Oh no! <laughs> and then it's like, okay, whatever, you know. Like, um, but this Lewis is way better than any Lewis I've ever seen. I'm really glad that we're going to see him like actually sometimes on the back foot. Sometimes. I think a lot of it is, and also gives us like a perspective. Now it's not just one guy that's out in the front of the field, and you're like, all right, Lewis just deserves to be there. He's just got the whole package. I don't know what that package entails. Now we almost have a benchmark in Max Verstappen to see, hey, like I here's a great racer with a great car making a few mistakes. And now we actually have like a comparative point to say Lewis Hamilton really isn't making mistakes and he's 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 great, he's brilliant. Um and so you know it's it's an interesting point that Nico brought up because because Max Verstappen was like, if I have a good car, it's me versus Hamilton and, and I will take him on and I'll be a world champion. Um, and now he's seeing how hard that is, seeing that their cars are more and more comparable. He's just too consistent. Yeah. And that Lewis hasn't slowed down with age, which I'm sure Max was probably a little bit counting on. Like, oh, I'm like a lot younger. My reaction times are it's the vegan that marginal diet. amount faster. <laughs> yeah, he's clean, bro. He's clean. He's got no toxins in him. Yeah. All he does is hang out with his dog and play the piano or guitar. And the queen. <laughs> Um, last thing on Lewis Hamilton, I thought the uh, the blue flag incident with Perez is pretty funny. Uh, that was Perez so on fifty year old mediums was going so slowly that Lewis thought he'd get blue flags. I guess Bono didn't tell him that he was uh, he was actually P two for a little while. Don't want to don't want to mess with the mindset, you know. Yeah, yeah. In his head, he was leading. You know, he was, he yeah. was in that mode. He was like, "Oh, I am in the lead now." There's yeah. if Lewis takes. Whether it's through pit stop, like if Valtteri's P1 and they pit Valtteri, Lewis will be on the radio like, okay, I'm going long then. And he will overcut yeah, Bottas. Exactly. Like once he has the lead of the race. He overcuts his own team. <laughs> he's relentless. Ah, uh, yeah. Cool. I'm a huge fanboy. Like I can't even stunt. What I saw from this weekend, one of the things I started to realize is even if Mercedes management, like the team tells him to do a certain thing, no matter what strategy it is, he will make it work in- impeccably. Like Valtteri can complain, hey, you know, we pitted early, we did this, that's why we kind of fell back, so on and so forth. Lewis, if he had a three and a half second, four second stop that slowed him down a little bit, he'd figure out a way. He would figure out a way to get back to where he was. And, and it's that, kind of and like what separates him. Hungary 2019 when they pitted Lewis with Max in the lead for fresher, fresher tires, and then he hunted him down over the next like yep. 20 laps um, yeah. and caught him on the penultimate lap or something. Yeah, it's just like, they have that trust in him that they can throw him any strategy, no matter how outrageous. And there's very few drivers, you know, who can who've established kind of pedigree and trust with the team to to do that. So, and he will execute. He will. Like, like dream from a management standpoint. Valtteri Bottas, P1 to P3. <clears throat> My, you know. Was it too slippery? Was the wind affecting him more? You know, again, for me, it was the fact he couldn't adapt really to the conditions like we saw at Imola. Um, you know, let's let's start there. Uh, he took the fastest lap, which of course, of course he did on the bet. The, the day we didn't bet on him to take the fastest lap, but bet on him to take <laughs> the win. A lot of technicality too. Well, he went wide. Like you, when yeah. I was watching it, he went so wide, Max. Yeah. I was like, they're going to, that's, that's track limits. But um. Yeah. Yeah, why don't Valtteri Bottas? What did uh, everyone started on the medium compound tire, right? And the tire, all the, top the four, top couple. yeah, top, top four. four. First, first um, person on soft was Carlos. So he and Lewis were on the same tire strategy as well. Or like yeah, from yeah. Mercedes will Perfect. always run the same tire strat, mm, yeah. like in quali. They will try to start very the race on the harder though. compound. They don't want Valtteri getting angry. Dude, honestly, I think so. The pit stop for sure screwed him up a little bit. He lost his well, probably about a second, second and a half in that in that pit stop. Um, but what I think really put him kind of in the back and then maybe demoralized him. I don't really know how his brain works. I feel like if he makes a single mistake and and, and he gets overtaken, he doesn't necessarily have like a fighting mentality. He's kind of like, oh shit, that happened. And it's like, okay, that this is where I am now. Um, uh, when he was trying to warm up his hard tires, he was you saw him pretty much drift around turn three or turn four, whatever mm. it was. Um, he got a little bit aggressive there. And I think he should have played a little bit more of a cautious card because at the end of the day, him it, losing that rear, rear axle so much hurt him tremendously. Like zero speed coming out of that corner. 
Um, and I think that's something that as an experienced driver, you should start to understand that wheel spin in that kind of a situation really puts you in a bad setting. Um, so outside of that, I really, you know, it was classic Valtteri for me and, and you know, not much else to say. That that also, that that's like, uh, that oversteer, was it oversteer? Um, also put him out of DRS, right? Going to that next straight. I think my thing, my remember correctly. I think Max had DRS on the back straight because he was close okay. enough behind Botas. Use that to pass him on the back straight, and then Botas. Uh, and then once he went out, he just yeah. Cut yeah. It. Okay. Well, he also just yeah. had cold tires, and Max had a lap and looked like he had pretty good temperature yeah. already. I think. I think for me, Max essentially hit the undercut plus one lap, or yeah. plus like half a lap. Yeah. Um, but like, what about his his battle with Lewis? Why was Lu- I mean, you know, maybe it's just because it's Lewis, but he was just he was just on his gearbox for the first ten laps or whatever. I think it was lap eleven when he passed him. Um, uh, no, lap eleven was when he passed Max. He nice. passed Valtteri a bit later on mm. lap twenty. Um, but he was on his gearbox for like five laps. You know, always within DRS. What? Where does Valtteri go half from a second here? at least? where like is he out of the championship how does he get extract as much out of the car so he's what fourth in the standings i think right behind lando yeah like a few points behind lando yeah. um i okay let's be honest how many races do you think Valtteri's gonna win this year like i think two. one if he's lucky i think he'll get two really i think yeah i don't know it just Hamilton is consistent, but I f- I feel like it's not. that Valtteri will take two. Okay. I don't know. I just feel like there there's enough scenarios where like between Lewis and Max, it's hard for him to like consistently I, do what he. Even last year, how many did he win? I actually don't know off the top of my head. Two. So, yeah. He won two. Yeah. And then you're that, I'm pretty sure he won four. I think a more uh, a more interesting conversation is: Do you think he'll take third in the, in, uh, the drivers' championship? Well, who cares? I mean, I would hope not. It's more exciting when there's someone else there. But yeah, also, who cares? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't really care. I mean, to discuss it's, it's, either, it's either Lando or, or Botas, and that's what I'm interested in. Well, no, Lando expect can. the Ferrari to to keep coming alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Charles isn't that far behind either. Right. He's only four points behind Valtteri right now. Lando, I feel, will hit a drop in form. I think while he's matured exponentially and is a crazy good driver, he's still, he's still young in his, his career. And McLaren could have a dip on a few tracks. So, like, I think that P3 is up for grabs and Charles will come into it. Uh, you know, if Danny Rick pulls off a, a podium or two, he'll come into it. Um, but, yeah, it'll be an interesting fight. But, um, you know... Valtteri, two dollar fifty bet for Botas to win. He was in P one, uh, yeah, and I it was think plus three fifty. So I was like, "Damn!" <laughs> Just out of curiosity, what was what were the odds on Lewis at that point? Because I actually think that you know this might be a decent betting strategy. Is whenever you you have Botas pole, you just bet on Hamilton to win. <laughs> Lewis was like minus one twenty. Oh wow! They still thought he was going to win. Okay. I mean, yeah, he was P two, and we know, we know, we know yeah. Lewis. <laughs> yeah, Max was like minus one ten or something, one twenty. I don't know. Oh, wow. They were they I were quite similar. That. They were quite similar, despite Max being P three, but he did win from P three in Imola. Yeah. Speaking of Max, well. actually P three to P two. You know, if he wasn't going to finish the race, he got he got the the next biggest haul of points that he could get minus fastest lap, which is important keeping him into the championship. You don't want Lewis to take too far of a lead. Otherwise it'll just become yeah. impossible. We know that yeah. um, pre pre 2019 Lewis was very much a second half of the season driver as well. So like, you know, where his battle in 2018 versus Sebi came from behind. So, so if you let Lewis get a big lead, I don't think there's any chance um, looked like it was a bit tough on the hards to follow Lewis never really got within touch and distance. I think he was always within at least two seconds. Um, and good strategy calls kind of undercut Botas. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I'll, I'll open it up. I don't, there wasn't, it wasn't it like a crazy Max Verstappen race. It was just very, very yeah. solid and he couldn't get the dub. I think he, he got as much as he could out of the car for 
the conditions that they were racing in. I, I don't know how much like high rake effect is affected by like windiness and like like the, the specific kind of conditions that they, that they were racing in, but like it just the car did not look like it did literally two weeks ago. It was it was kind I of I think slow. the Red Bull team knew that they were gonna struggle in Portsmouth. It sounds like from Max's uh post race yeah. comments talking about yeah. circuits where they knew they may not be able to maximize the car. Um, I honestly can't wait to see that Red Bull at Monaco because they've always kind of tailored their car to Monaco. So would love yeah. to see a Max Dub in Monaco. Uh, Sean, any, any thoughts well. on on Max's race? A pretty pretty vanilla race out of Max. He yeah. just did the job, did the best he could with his car, and he's, he's fighting just an all-time great. So. No SWS on, on Verstappen. No, no axles. SWS this and, time. I, I think it is the, the wind that we were talking about. I think the wind on the yeah. relations is what's causing them. Um, yeah. yeah. The wind and, was definitely a factor today. I have some notes more so for the Alpha Towery and Williams. Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah. <coughs> I think it's an, interesting, it's an interesting thing to just keep that in mind for tracks moving forward. I think you can start to be able to tell which tracks Red will be able to. Red yeah. Bull might struggle on based on you know if they're if they're rolling hills tracks, um, then we might be able to toss that slippery. They're going to struggle betting. in Turkey, mm-hmm. so we can factor that into freshly our paved <laughs> into our betting. Yo, I think we should lock in Hamilton to win Turkey like today. <laughs> Do they have futures? Uh, they have F one futures, but they're like, who's going to win the championship? Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> See, we'll keep an eye out for it. Yeah. Checo. Should we talk about the king of tire management himself? P4 to P4. And my first note, 50 lap stint on the mediums, led the race, did wow. the job that was required of him as well. You know, he finally got that fourth spot. He's continuously yeah. improving, um, getting more comfortable with that car. And, and you know, this is the minimum requirement for Red Bull. Uh, he needs to be finishing P4, right? If not getting podiums and potentially wins. Uh, to keep them in it, to challenge Max, to provide them cover for a strategy to take on Mercedes, um, yeah. and just a tire god. That's kind of the basis of that idea about the FIFA Ultimate Team cards for F1 drivers that I had. <laughs> I was like, I would love to see the tire management scores. Um, yeah, I see, I see Lewis being ninety nine and Checo being like ninety seven or something. He's that. He's that good. Dude. Yeah, tire management was the first thing. Uh, the second thing I said was like. I think I texted you guys during the race. Like, it was like, why, why does the Red Bull just bring him in quicker or like earlier to like try to put pressure? And then I realized they were behind by like 15 seconds. He ran his own that. race in P4. Yeah. They went with the Valtteri Bottas strategy yeah. to pit him onto sauce late to get that extra yeah. point. But of course, Valtteri yeah. said, no, that's mine. That's my thing, dude. <laughs> uh, I invented that. But yeah, I, I really hope that like within a, in a few more races, like maybe like one or two more races, he's able to like keep pace with at least about three. And that way, you know, like those kind of strategies open up for Red Bull. And you can actually see like some, like at that point, it's not like, you know, Max is fighting two cars on his own. There's he, he like Red Bull can strategically, you know, start using Perez to like actually start applying pressure to Valtteri and see if we can crack him. No offense to both us, but he's more crackable than Lewis is. Yes. <laughs> you know? It's a great point. They haven't been able to do that since Danny Rick. And, you know, I think we got to give Max a little credit here on that point. You know, he's often split those mercs and it's no easy job doing it by himself. Just yeah. amazing talent. Yeah. Like, I'm really excited to see how, how he performs with that little bit of added help. Thoughts of mind are that uh, Checo continues to progress upward. You know, he he started off, and it was very visible that he's trying to learn the car on the track. He's trying to understand the race pace, see what it's like on the track, and he's had a couple of foibles, but he seems to be doing well. He seems to be learning. Um, so that's exciting. I just hope he doesn't fall into this like dedicated second spot kind of position where he's like, "Hey, you're always just going to be the backup guy." That's how it is. It's hard for me to see it not being like that though, because Verstappen just knows the car I so mean, well. Is just he outclassed him. Yeah. Last last race, all right. Like, exactly. It's, it's not out I mean, of the question. For for coming back Max from made a Force mistake. India, from the Force India love days, I would just like to see Perez be someone who's competitive with Verstappen, just from an emotional yeah. standpoint. I think I think we all want that to be honest. I love that dude. 
<laughs> yeah. It's funny how we actually, the three of us from DTS season one, were really in Ocon's corner for the whole Checo versus Ocon thing. <laughs> Didn't realize how he saved Racing Point at that time with Carlos Slim's backing, um, what he's done for that team, but also what he's accomplished overall. And yeah, hoping the best for Checo as he continues to improve. Um, on the other side of the spectrum, the young Jesus, I think we can start calling him. <laughs> a law on wheels out there. Lando Norris <laughs> in the McLaren uh, P7 to P5. Yeah, what a guy. I mean, what a guy. Unreal. Great movie pulled on Ocon. I that's think, I think, I think he got the moves done with the sauce early in the race and then just managed it beautifully on the mediums. Once he got pace, past that phase of graining and really had pace on those um, to hold off the rest of the field. Uh, it seems you know, like most, a, most notably Charles, who's amazing in that Ferrari behind him. The repeat of last race, you know, it seems like well, that's kind of McLaren's strategy at this point. Softs and, and rely on Lando's pure, like you Racer. mentioned, godly talent. And then, uh, and then just, you know, stay out front. Don't make a mistake. I would love to Manage. see him continue this kind of consistency, you know, continuously be best of the rest. And, um, you know, Angry old folks out there are probably just super mad that this young kid who streams on Twitch is actually really dope at his job, but that's how it is now these days, you know? You're a man of multi multiple talents. Exactly. I think it's just lit that he's doing so well. Uh, really happy for him. Would love for him to become the face of McLaren, you know? Let's see. Uh, McLaren have spent far too long out of the limelight, but they have always had the best drivers. They've had the best champions um, and the best cars historically. So let's see that yeah. pie up the field. Tarusha's favorite manager, Zach Brown, will get it done, I'm sure. <laughs> Grand pricks. <laughs> yeah, he's a ledge, though. He is a ledge. I will give him that. Yeah. He's, he's an absolute goof, but I think he, he definitely wants to adopt Lando. He <laughs> wouldn't, man. He's a good. No, yeah. I, I really hope that Lando can at least get a few more podiums, too. You know, yeah, like some shenanigans happen in the top four and he just slips right by. I mean, every season needs a surprise dub as well, right? And yeah. there's one man thus far who, who deserves it. It's definitely, yeah. definitely him. 100%. Yeah. Should we go to Danny Rick's fantastic race? Danny oh, Rick? Go ahead, Sean. Go ahead, oh. Sean was saying something. Yeah. I was going to say, hoping to see a couple good podiums. I, like, I expect to see a couple good podiums out of him. Would love Hopefully to see one at Silverstone, you know, see a, mm -hmm. a Lewis. Boris Lando George podium. <laughs> wow. Botas gets COVID and we get George in the Mercedes. One, uh, two, three. Well, obviously not hoping COVID on anyone, but you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, Danny Rick. Good recovery, awful quality, good tire management. He also went long on the softs yeah. or the mediums initially, uh, kind of like Checo. Yeah. Uh, his tire management's underrated. And yeah, he showed yeah. that he still got it, you know. Doesn't matter the car, still Danny Rick. Hopefully, situation I, no. The only other thing I was going to say was I, I hope that this like gives him the confidence he needs to like start, you know, like getting that like that that hunk like that hungry kind of driving where he's like you know he's like, he's he's getting after it. Because mm -hmm. I feel the like I still that made him leave Red Bull. Yeah, like like the have Max crash into you kind of you know. Oh yeah, you know, there's the ba <laughs> dude. The Baku crash shows up on like I just watch TikTok through Instagram Reels, but I think every other like every third is that Baku crash, and it's just different music <laughs> behind it, and it's just so amazing. <laughs> um, no, we need more of that kind of Danny Rick, and and he put in a shift, but like let's see him fight at the top. Yeah, I hope to see it. He's, he's same kind of situation as as uh, Checo. He's been learning the car, figuring it out. And uh, he's making progress. He's not as steady progress as Checo, but Checo's also just got a better car. So yeah. I'll hold on to yeah. my fantasy and see how it does. They keep saying that it's a very different driving style. He He's not driving like as he used to, just naturally. <laughs> um, he's got to do a lot of relearning, and he's 32. Um, <laughs> so unlearning and learning isn't going to happen overnight. You know, it's no. a 23 race season. It's longer than any other season we've had before. So. We're going to see him come good. Yeah. 
honestly, like all the the new new racers at new teams is has me really excited for the second half of the season, like after the break, where you know, like hopefully, like like especially the McLaren Ferrari battle, because like they're gonna have four like competent, like really hungry drivers like competing in the middle of the field. And it's just going to be, I think, insane to watch. Speaking of which, Charles Leclerc, P8 to P6. Uh, so it, it was a, a tale of two stories for Ferrari, right? Um, Charles lacked pace on the mediums. Signs had no pace on the hards. Uh, there was team orders to swap them. Signs obviously abided. Um, Charles, solid yet unspectacular. Uh, but putting pumping in results for Ferrari, you know, doing the best that he can with everyone finishing in, ahead of him, you know, without any crashes or uh, or you know DNFs at the top, he's delivering the best results he can for Ferrari right now. And I just hope that they continue to develop that car and and allow him to fight for slightly higher than P six, you know, more around P four, P three. Dirty that uh, Charles has, I think, will take him really far in the sport. He's he's already shown the mentality. That in so many different you ways. Say? The maturity, uh, maturity, also the mentality, one and one and the same. Um, but I think that's where his resilience, like in the car, and his resilience to bring this Ferrari into a very very competitive level, being the best of the rest. Um, it, it's it's enjoyable to see, and I think as soon as they start to develop the car a little bit better, maybe the regulation changes next year when, when everything's changed and the, the playing field is leveled, and then, then we'll really start to see a, a mature, developed Charles who's who's competing for competing at the top. For sure. The 2022 regulation, I would, I would you know, again, in our time of seeing, watching F1, we haven't seen Ferrari at the top, and I think F1 can only benefit from this legendary team fighting for the championship and uh and i hope charles is the guy to do it for them i love carlos as well but like charles is so cool it's a great one too man incredible one too it's a great job i mean yeah we know that matthew bonotto is already plotting for mick schumacher but um (laughs) but we'll get to him i thought he was uh i thought he was on point in that race but we'll we'll get to him uh, any any other word? I mean, Carlos signed P5 to P11 and had absolutely no pace in the hards. Uh, yeah. Team apologized to him. He apologized to the team. Seems like mm-hmm. it was pretty mutual that they just they lacked pace overall. Yeah. I, I, my only note on Carlos was I felt really sad towards the end of the race when he just kept getting passed over and over again. Danny I was like, Rick, Damn. Alonso, I was like it's like clockwork. I was like, this is depressing. <laughs> but yeah, Ferrari was... Uh, they they did what they had to do to stay in the fight is what I wrote down. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We know we know the one two is set. It's about the three four, and who can yeah. enter that race with them for the the three four yeah. and so mm-hmm. on. It's it's going to be awesome to see the the comparison between Ferrari and McLaren because they both have the young guy been at a great team from the start of their career, or like early on in their career, knows the car and is racing well, and then they both have the the older the guys. Guy. That well, are, Carlos that are Sainz is like 26. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, 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 new, the newbies who have come to the team and are learning the car and uh, have had success in other teams, learning the car and, and are you know poised to do better. I thought you were going to say the oldies. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely were. You definitely didn't know that Carlos Sainz was super young because he's been around for like seven, just like his seventh season or something. 26, bro. That's pretty old. <laughs> pretty much 30. Well, then we're old. Well, I guess we are old. <laughs> I've known that for some quite some time now. Mm. When the hang goes yeah, are three days, you know you're you're old. <laughs> um, boys, we're about to discuss gonna... a team that we've avidly. Were you going to say Ferrari? I was going to say. Speaking of old, okay. Oh, okay. Um, yes, boys, a team that we very much disregard every time we, we chat. <laughs> Disrespect and, and and just you know just never bother to talk about. <laughs> Alpine, Renault, you know, I still take it personally that they got rid of Cyril. So I feel like we don't, we don't have to dedicate them too much they, time. I but think they, they brought him on as like an advisor. I saw some like random ESPN notification <laughs> that was like Cyril, like, cons- like injured consultant or something. I don't know. And I was like, oh, let's go. 
Cyril has to be involved. It was it's it's an absolute travesty if Cyril's not in the sport. Um, excellent pace, honestly, excellent pace. Ocon P six quality P seven finish. Alonso P thirteen P eight finish. A uh, couple points I want to make. Um, uh, Ocon three 0 against Alonso in races. Um, and Alonso for me, I think was driver of the day. Because when he put onto the he put on those hards, he was a machine. He he was just I don't know if you listen to the radio messages, but he he was just like he'd pass one guy and be like next who's next, pass him all right next. It was just like dude, this is this is the Alonso that won championships. This is this is like the guy that people regard as an absolute legend. Obviously, we have not seen him like that. My driver of the day, some just fantastic pace. Yeah, he's, um, you know what happened? So when I was watching, there was that one point where the commentators were basically saying, like, you know, Alonzo came to Alpine, just like doing okay, not too much. Basically kind of like slandering him a little bit. And it was literally from that moment onwards where he just started cooking, just like absolutely demolishing people, eating them up one by one by one. And just to see, you know, I had never watched him race and never really followed him too much, but knowing that there's some pedigree behind him and seeing kind of, Cook like that felt super good. So I'm excited to see what happens. Alpine might be, you know, deserve like a 30 to 45 seconds stint moving forward. All right. And I think Prune, Prune, you can make your point about Alpine and we'll swiftly move on. Yeah. The the only thing I had about Alpine was actually kind of related to Alpha Tower, which is that there's now another slight battle developing between these two. Um, And like, I guess we can, I'll just talk into the transition, I guess. Um, Go for it. There was like this interview with like Pierre, I think, where he was like talking about how like oh like what happened with like Ocon and whatever because like I think towards the end they also there might have been a little tussle between them and Ocon came out on top, but he was basically making this point that like the Alpha Tower really struggles in the way in well uh, that too probably, but in, in slow corners like like the hairpins almost because it doesn't have as much like uh, straight line speed I want to say coming out of it, whereas the Alpine is like what he said the term like a drag race car i was about to say just, you, you, what, the daniel Kvyat interview that he did with pierre yeah, right that was hilarious the boys i think yeah first of all Kvyat killed that interview um but yeah apparently it's the drag on the car that you exit the corner and it's just like i mean i guess that results in pure acceleration um yeah. i don't have too much yeah. more like science to talk about it but you know if that's what alpha tower you need to work on then at least they know it um, yeah. I just thought that interview was great, Bants. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> just it was that I, I was happy to see them talking again, just hanging out. <laughs> no, I'm sure. I'm sure there's no hard feelings between the drivers. You know, it's a business decision. No, yeah. Um, yeah they yeah. knew that Honda was going to bring in big money and kind of their engine depended on Yuki getting the seat. So <laughs> we always know that uh, it's going to be political. But Danny Kia on his day was was rapid. He's got podiums. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, yeah, just I think, to give the I full think... story in Alpha Tauri, you know, Gasly P9 quality to P10, that's the point. Uh, Yuki P14 to P15. I have absolutely no notes for Yuki. I don't know. I know you guys are big Yuki guys. Did he have, were there any any notes on Yuki? He had a, he had a very okay race. He didn't Overall, really he struggled still. Three tough races for Alpha Tauri. Um, I liked uh, Martin Brundle's point that they should just get a championship point for having what wheels. That's pretty much the only notable thing that I having what a championship point for having white wheels. Oh, <laughs> nice. In that case, but sounds yeah. like we can move on to Alfa Romeo. I uh, Giovinazzi P twelve to P twelve. Uh, for me, can't seem to quite unlock that pace out of the car that everyone Will Buxton and all them keep going on about that they have. I haven't seen it. Um, Kimi Raikkonen P fifteen to a DNF. Uh, rookie error, yeah. right? Was looking at his dashboard and his own teammate. <laughs> he could have punctured yeah. his teammate. Like obviously, he took ownership of it. He knew that it he was could have taken two of them out. Yeah, and and I refuse to believe that that didn't impact any performance on Juvenazzi's. Like they were going down the main straight. Like he hit him on his left rear. 
like it must have had some kind of impact. They always come out a day later and be like, oh, well, this area, the, the barge board or the floor was damaged. So therefore he yeah. lost two tenths per lap. The sensor like, data takes like a day to download. Dude. Exactly. Like. There's so much, there's, <laughs> there's so many gigs, you know, there's so many tests on it. They just, they can't analyze it immediately. Um, that's my little spiel on Alfa Romeo. What you always make, yeah. I don't know. From a fantasy perspective, I'm really glad that I chose to drop Kimmy when despite, I did. Despite <laughs> you really pushing that Raikkonen is the rock like that your it, team bro. is He's built awesome, on. Bro. Yeah, and then awesome, all of your like... permutations did not include Kimmy. Well, yeah, the budget budgeting just didn't work for the better. We will get to fantasy, boys. Not much to say on uh, Alpha's part. Yeah. Gansi was, yeah. he did good. Um, so he's actually performing pretty well. He's he's no longer like 18th and 19th regularly. He's you know he's not semi competent. Yeah, so he's good. You know, he's yeah, I think he's quick. I think he is quick. He has the toughest, like uh, you know, when the dish of the drivers, like oh, he has a great look. Pictures. I agree. Everyone, everyone's kind of just like, yo, what's good? What's good? Even like, he's yeah. like, yeah, what deep you mean? It's because he's got the long ass Italian hair. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. So I mean, like, he's <laughs> finally kind of living up to his long hair. So I'm enjoying it. There, there we go. go. Aston Martin. Mm. Vettel. Oh, dude. Well, let's 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 big up Vettel for a quick minute. You know, P10. This is his first Q3 in 15 races, and he was racing for Scuderia Ferrari. Uh, you know, for the 12 for 12 of those races. So, um, you know, at least he got there. Uh, stroll P17 to P14. They end up living, having, a, having a little inter-team battle. But one of the cars that really struggled in the wind, like the Alpha Taru, like the Red Bull, um, that's about it I have on them. It's just from the quality. Like, yeah, no I was really pace. happy on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. For Seth. But, Seth uh, was, yeah. uh, going, going into like lap 40 or 45, he was, doing, he was pretty easy in the top 10, right? Might been. I think he dropped. I think he dropped out of. He hadn't pitted yet, though. He hadn't pitted yet because he was the reason he was, he was up his, there was, was on his mediums for the before um, he left. Yeah. Wow. I'd have to look I at the so. F1 I, TV I'm pretty sure data. he pitted very late. Yeah. What, what I didn't understand for I, you're, I think you're right. What I didn't understand there is why they didn't go into softs or something like that. Why they wanted to hard compound tires. Well, the hards were quick. Stuff. They had the data on the hards. Yeah. Like Charles Leclerc, who first pitted onto hards, was putting it banging in laps. Mm-hmm. on them once they got the I, I up think, to temperature they they were quick i think the reason why like um like our usual conception of the tires is like not matching up with what we're seeing is because like the the track is so new as well there were also the i know it was softest, worse last year there were the three yeah they're on the softest no because if they took yeah. the softer ones it would have had better grips they took the three oh, hardest yeah. compounds so no one on a slippery surface, I think no one expected the hearts to really be the move. So there was no, the tires were really hard to judge, I think. Yeah. Williams? Haas? Williams. Uh, Let's go. Our boy George, P11 to P16. Uh, 0.139 seconds away from Q3, uh, but no race pace. Latifi, P18 to P18, no race pace. Uh, first checkered flag of the season. Good on him. Yeah, some difficulty driving behind other cars. Apparently, they can't do well in the turbulence, and I think that's uh, what's to be do better on Saturdays. Then, yeah, I mean, I mean, if you look at last last week's race, though, um, Russell was you know doing pretty well. He actually had some pretty good yeah. race pace until he crashed with Botas. So. Um, I don't know. It's interesting. He's putting I mean, they also on. knew that MLL was one of the tracks where they were going to be quick. So, so is that because they're good at high-speed corners or yeah. like what's that was my question. It has to be. It has to be good downforce. High-speed corners are good. Uh, Portimao is just so and turbulent and he, it's so ever-changing and there's hills, there's elevation, there's... I I don't <clears> think <throat> any team really knew what to expect going into Portimao. I th- I still don't think they really know what happened either data wise. <laughs> they just throw it all out. Yeah, they're like, just like guys. no, literally the, the Ferrari right. One is fast on the mediums, the other is fast on the hards. Like their their engineers yeah. are probably like, what is going on? <laughs> they're probably like me in transport. Like what is going on? <laughs> all right, um, looking at 
Barcelona. Or, or let's finish that actually before we. Yeah, sure. Haas, bro. Extract. Mick Schumacher put on a move on Nicholas Latifi. He yeah. kept him under pressure. He was on his gearbox. He forced Latifi into a mistake and he put on the move. Uh, the so actually, season worst race. finish in P16. That's actually because of uh, Dinah finishes. So P17, yeah. just a bang in P17 from him. He even congrats, he said the car was great to drive at the end. I think he's one of these guys who's absolutely absorbing information at rapid pace. Um, and He just needs more time on the track. For sure. <laughs> I think he'll be fine. For sure. Also, his interactions with his engineer just make me smile. Mm-hmm. For his sure. engineer is just so sweet and simple. <laughs> his engineer was always very cool with Kevin Magnuson as well, I thought. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, dude. P five. <laughs> <laughs> he always hit him with the okay, dude. It was very wholesome. No, it, was, it was very good to see that. And honestly, I'm, I'm so excited. Even if he's he's making that Haas look not terrible, and that's the first time I saw him race all season. Like actually race for a spot. Yeah, on TV they were showing Haas versus Williams. <laughs> I mean, that's crazy. You never see that ever. So I, I enjoyed that. They're both two laps behind the leader by the time the race ended. So that's a great battle. Nikita, P20 to P19 because uh, of Kimi. Uh, the only th- really thing I saw about him in the race was when he messed up Checo and wasn't aware he had blue flags. <coughs> um, is there anything else you'd like to want to touch on about Checo, about uh, Nikita? Not quite. He's uh, really indifferent on that. Actually, just don't like him that much. Hasn't done much on track. <laughs> Obviously, hasn't helped himself off track. Mm-hmm. Um, awesome. Great race debrief. Before we get into Barcelona, uh, I do want to touch on, first of all, our second bet, which I didn't bring up, which was... oh. It was George finishing the points. Georgie. It was just, it yeah. was like plus 300, plus 450 or something. I was like, easy money. Um, I knew that they didn't have a good race pace. Um, we're just going to have to make bet. better bets next time. We have to, we have to talk <laughs> on Friday. I know we're yeah. all busy on a Friday doing separate things, but just like if there's one text you reply to, be it in our group chat about what bets we need to place because yeah. I could really make some money. <laughs> I keep depositing money into DK and I, 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 I need to stop. You need to withdraw. That's our goal. <laughs> yes, yes, correct. Uh, it's an investment strategy for me, okay? And we're not hedging the right way. At this point, just put it into Bitcoin, bro. Well, yes. But I also would like to make it through this investment strategy as well. <laughs> How about it? Um, um, yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to transition it on. Uh, the next thing I want to touch on is just uh, race debris fantasy. Uh, I didn't write down the teams. If you guys have your phones on you, you can pull up your team. We're going to start from uh, race week P3. So that's Cheyenne. Mm-hmm. Talk, um, us through, talk us through your yeah. team. I want to let you know it's by one point. Um, but uh, you know, this <laughs> it's is definitely not. Oh, okay. For the, for, for that for the race. race week points. Race week points. Oh, is, you only had one peak, one less point than me? Yeah. Okay. Um, My apologies. But uh, overall, I, I, I actually kept What are you talking about? I had safe. 157 and you had 129. I had 156. You have 129, bro. That's Bahrain. <clears throat> yeah. Portugal, Shion had uh, the unbeatable. Unbeatable. <laughs> it's a great name. You'll definitely, you'll, you'll definitely win a dollar back for yeah. for name best uh, name. Scored, scored 129 points. Yeah, look at your uh, Portugal team. Yeah, okay. Um, anyways, I decided to keep my team because there was too. I was in the red with too many of my racers, and I figured, okay, if I'm so, so give the team, give the team for 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 the people. I'll repeat the team. Yes, for stopping, Danny Rick, Sebastian Vettel, Turbo Drivers, Daniel Ricardo, um, George. Uh, Yuki Sonoda and uh, Red Bull is yeah, just, just overall bad decisions. It looks like we well, didn't change anything. Well, yeah, there you go. Yeah, I'll be honest. Um, I was pretty drunk and I didn't do anything, and then I woke up at about seven fifty-eight. No, log in. I logged in at seven fifty-nine. I thought I was ready to go, or six fifty-nine, whatever it was, a minute before qualifying started, and it already closed the windows. So I couldn't do anything about it. I'm trying to be just do it after. Shut it. 
I'm gonna do, do it, it like today. Free practice. Do it on Friday. Wednesday. <laughs> I do it on Wednesday. Like I don't even do free practice. At the I'm very like, least, I'm switching out Battelle. Like right now, I'm gonna switch out Sebastian Battelle. All right. Yeah. Overall, I do like how you said it for Stappen. You know, it's very Tom <laughs> Clarkson esque. The guy who runs the pressers. Um. Nah, but yeah, ultimately, unbeatable, unbeatable needs a little bit of a a rework. So it's followed by me in P2 for the week. Uh, likewise, I have Max Verstappen. Uh, Lando Norris, turbo driver. Like, there's no reason to change that. Had that since race week one. No intentions on changing it. Uh, Pierre, Lance, and Carlos, and McLaren, constructor. And um, there might have to be a couple changes being made. I, I, I'm not, you know, Pierre's my boy, but the Alpha Tauri just isn't rocking right now. So we'll see what changes. I, I desperately want to get Charles in. So I may have to make some big moves to, to accomplish that. But, um, but I think I'm going to stay with, uh, I, well, I don't know if I could stay with science then and have two Ferraris. So, you know, we'll see, we'll see. At the same time, I might ride with it. You know, I don't believe in changing too much when you're P one overall. So, so, you know, <laughs> I can't wait quick for flex, it. quick flex. We get hey, it. Hey, I won fantasy NFL, <laughs> you know, I'm on a hot streak over here. All right. All right. I did win fantasy uh, F1 last year as well, but I think I'm the only one who made changes. <laughs> yeah, none of us knew how it worked. <laughs> I, I Last season, I missed using my Mega Driver. I used my Mega half. Driver, and I think that's why I was I, like... I forgot to use it in the first half because I thought you could carry it over. And I was like, yo, last two weeks, I'm going to fucking Mega... Like, change it out, put Lewis in, and Mega Driver him twice. And then I was like... Oh, you get one per half the season? You only get one per half. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I don't think you can mega you your your main it. driver. Like, I can't. Like, I can't I turbo driver anyone. max. You can't you turbo, but you can mega. Mega's like a uh, it's like once per. Oh, half I already know thing. what I'm doing. Bringing in Lewis for Silverstone and megaing him. Yeah, like you just gotta pick one where you're like Lewis is just gonna win. <laughs> just like you know, I'll bring in like uh, I'll bring in Nikita. <laughs> like it's not bringing yeah. Haas will be my constructor, but Lewis will run exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so. How many points did that beat you by Trish? Okay, 20. All right, I'm a, a good amount. In. A good amount, okay. yeah. It was, it, was, it was a solid race out of you. This week, I had Max, Charles, Lando. Lando is my turbo driver, naturally. Um, I'm really happy that I did the switch, uh, the Botas-Perez switch out for Verstappen and Charles. Um, mm, because, and then I also had... I had Yuki and Russell as well with Red Bull as my constructor for next week. I think my main plan is, so I have about two point something mil that I didn't spend this week. So I'm probably going to drop Yuki um, or George and pick up like someone like uh, Gasly or Ocon because they are priced right around there. I think Um, I I had to like figure out if what Pierre said about like Barcelona being faster is true before I choose which one I want to keep. But uh, I think that's probably the only change I'm going to make, you know? For sure. I'm just seeing how many points uh, Mick scored this week. He scored 10 or 11. I don't actually know how to check. Um, He has 33 overall points. Schumacher got 11. Uh, Yeah. Um, yeah, it actually may not be a terrible move because, you know, I think he's going to beat Nikita pretty often. Um, and then he put on a move on Nico or Nicholas Latifi. So, so we'll see, but Karun, you were, you were transitioning us into Barcelona. Shit track. Barcelona. It's a terrible track for passing. Just really dull yeah, racing sucks. happens on this track. The drivers kind of hate it. Um, it, it kind of this and Paul Ricard are easily my least two favorite races, um, and it's, it's I don't know they use it for training or uh, testing. Testing. It just seems like a testing track, you know. Um, yeah, there's I'm only very like- intrigued to see the Red Bull in in sector three because sector three is very Monaco esque, uh, which is what I'm really looking forward to. As that's I think that's next on the calendar, right after Spain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what do you think, boys? I think it's going to be similar to Portugal. There's not going to be much happening on a Sunday. Well, we say that because 
of Bahrain and Imola. Yeah, yeah. That's but it was true. actually a pretty poppin' race. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, it's like, it's a narrower track. And also, like, it's like, I, I think there's only like one really good overtaking point, which is right after the DRS zone into turn one. But mm. other than that, it, it looks like, you know, it'll just be like, like you said, testing vibes. <laughs> we'll see who gets the fastest lap. I think it'll uh, it'll be a solid track. I see a couple long sweeping corners, and then the second half of the track turns ten through sixteen, so maybe some more small, proper technical corners. So um, yeah, it'll be a good toss up. I think cars like the Williams will do well. Um, at the second, or the sorry, the uh, Alpha will do well in the second half of the the lap, and then. Are you saying that just because Pierre said that? Hmm? Are you saying that just because yeah. Pierre said that? That's why I'm saying it. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> uh, okay, Kroon don't cap, but I want to say I want to hear what data Shawn's going to pull out. Oh, I, I just just from what we were talking about before. Okay, okay. Just, uh, the Alpha being good. In, uh, I know this guy, Trish. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Not many other thoughts besides that. I think uh, plain racing circuit. I feel like there won't be a safety car this week. Dude. Ooh. <laughs> Tarush is looking at the plus odds on these lines and his <laughs> mouth is just watering at all the investing he can do. <laughs> He's like, plus 400 on no safety car. That's the last time. That and then in the first car. turn, Nikita Mazaspin fucks us. <laughs> <laughs> so the plus odds, I'm a sucker for plus odds. <laughs> yeah. But that's, I think that's pretty how, much how gambling should, works. Should we take a negative odds? Should we do a favorites only weekend this week? If we parlay them, it is them. a pretty. It's like a kind of a tame circuit, right? So if we parlay Tamer. them, okay. Parlay <laughs> just to want, money, <laughs> Tarush just Tarush just wants to see like plus one thousand. Like, <laughs> yes, yes, it's $2. all good. <laughs> just buy some Doge if you're chasing that feeling. <laughs> oh, the light, the light. Are we transitioning to becoming a crypto podcast? <laughs> yeah, I could not make enough conversation about that. Like, I just don't know enough, but I know that they're all popping. Number goes up. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> if we do talk crypto, I will close this out, though. Uh, no, I was just going to say, on the, kind of on the crypto thing, we should make an NFT of our uh, new logo so that we can... Uh, <laughs> It'll sell, sell for about thirty yeah, yeah, yeah. cents. <laughs> it, it's, it's gonna pop. Man. We'll take Yo, that. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll compete with you to up the. Uh... Yeah, we'll just bid against <laughs> each other. We'll find some sucker to come buy. <laughs> like, do Jake Paul's knockouts go for crazy amounts as NFTs? Yeah. Yeah, the concept uh, of NFT is just fighting Floyd, right? Yeah. That's gonna be crazy. Let's let's wrap this up though, probably. The concept of yeah, NFT yeah. is just crazy to me. Yeah, yeah. We can put we can put an ad during this part. <laughs> yes, because we're definitely getting <laughs> sponsored immediately. Ah, <laughs> uh, boys, it's been an absolute pleasure discussing Portimao um, uh, and Barcelona with you two. Uh,